Hey guys, Trey Copeland here. Yeah, that tall guy that plays a bit of cricket. You're listening to Moving the Change. Yo, what's up guys? It's Chad Townsend from Talk of the Town. Hey sports fans, Nick Davis here and you're listening to Moving the Change. We are back to a full team. Welcome to Moving the Chains, brought to you by topsport.com.au, where you can get the best odds in the NFL. Make sure you dig deep and listen to some of Trent Copeland's nuggets on to get some cash in your pocket. Uh, the boys are all back. We are stoked to be back. We don't have to have any cheap shots, some little uh, bounces at Trent Copeland's head this week. Chad Townsend. That was you, Sally. <laughs> <laughs> It's, uh, yeah, because you guys are pussies. You don't have a go at him. Uh, and uh, Nick Davis joins us. Boys, uh, let's get straight into it here. Another huge week in the NFL. And I want to start somewhere that we probably didn't uh, cover last week because we had Tristan on and, and Copes wasn't here. But Antonio Brown is going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Chad Townsend, great move by the Bucks if it works out. But I, th- I get the feeling this time it is going to work out because we haven't heard much from him, have we? Yeah, good evening, boys. Uh, look, I think it's a I think it's a handy pickup for the Bucks. AB, he's all pro. You know, you know he's going to be an elite receiver when he gets in there. Obviously, AB comes with baggage. Um, you know, myself, I've picked him up in the moving the chains invitational. Uh, just got him sitting there on the bench. I think I can get some value out of him. But from what I'm hearing, Bruce Arians, the Buccaneers coach, has basically just told him to to come in and shut his mouth and be a team player. And if he does that. We can expect some fireworks, but if he doesn't, I think he'll be resold straight away. How long before uh, he blows up or says something stupid, Copes, or has he turned over a new leaf? Uh, look, he just can't. He can't be that guy that just keeps quiet, whether it's on the field. He might have had a social media ban, but I just don't see it happening on the field. If something happens and he gets you know, dusted by a cornerback, I can just see it, it all coming to a head. Nick, uh, I'm talking... Antonio Brown's such a talent, and you can hear all of us are excited about the prospect of what might happen. But Tom Brady would have had to gone to his coach and said, I want this guy here because he's already got ample amount of weapons. Yeah. This is sort of puts them over the top. How much does Tom Brady, you know, if it all goes wrong, how much is he to blame? Um, or either way, whether it was Tom going to uh, the Bucks. Uh, you know, leaders there, or or them going to him, and uh, there would have been a, a lot of um, a lot of talk about about this. Adding a player, not a, not even talking about how good he is, but a, a personality like Antonio Brown to a team that is flying. Uh, I saw firsthand they just uh, tore apart a, a Raiders secondary that were were pretty appalling. And uh, Tom Brady is, and we haven't spoken a lot about him either. We might talk about him later. Is is he a chance to be even the MVP of this league at the moment? He's just playing lights out. Gronk is playing good. Uh, Mike Evans is injured and he's, you know, you bring an AB to this team, every uh, running back that's coming on the market or wide receiver is ending up at the buck. So uh, everyone wants to be there. Uh, like we're saying, if he shuts his mouth, there are a chance. Not sure it's going to happen. All right, boys, let's put this up on our Moving the Chains Twitter, at Moving the Chains. Go on and vote for this right now. Our Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Super Bowl favourites, now adding Antonio Brown to their roster. Uh, A sad week for the Cleveland Browns. They did get a tight win over the Cincinnati Bengals. A last-second play by Baker Mayfield had Chad Townsend stripping off his clothes and oiling himself up until we all realised it was over the Cincinnati Bengals. They are currently one of the worst teams in the NFL. Uh, Chad, but some sad news. Odell Beckham Jr., 
ACL out for the season. What does that do to your side and how much does that affect Maker Bayfield? Uh, Bay- Baker Mayfield? <laughs> or does that free him up now to not have to look for, for OBJ out there and can use some of his other receivers and maybe get a bit better? Yeah, look, I think it's obviously, it's a huge blow. Obviously, you know, Odell, I think he's been playing, you know, really well this year. Definitely better than last season. But in saying that, I do think it does free up Baker as well because there's so much expectation around, you know, connecting with Odell. And Odell needs a certain amount of targets and, you know, a certain amount of touchdowns. And now he's out of the picture. It's like, we'll look for Baker to potentially, you know, share the ball around to guys who are potentially a bit more team friendly. So, Again, uh, you know, I know we had a win on the weekend and it was 11 seconds ago. Baker probably threw his best ball to um, Donovan Peoples-Jones. He caught a peach of a pass. But, um, you know, going 2-0 against a division rival, it's always good. So, um, you know, good things for us moving forward. Uh, I'll come back to you, Copes. Dickie, does OBJ play another game in the Cleveland Browns uniform or is that it? Um, I think that's it. Um, I think that's it. I, and, and I've... At the moment, and again, I've looked at this game because they play the Raiders this week without Nick Chubb as well and and OBJ. Uh, they've struggled to run the ball. Um, now the receivers, they got, you know, the double team that's normally on OBJ, they're going to have to focus on someone else. I think they're in a bit of trouble. Uh, I think they're, they're going to struggle for the next few weeks until Chubb comes back. Um, and to, you, um, to answer your question, I, think, I, I don't think they'll see OBJ in Cleveland again. Uh, Copes, Baker Mayfield, a number one pick overall in the NFL draft a couple of years ago. Probably hasn't lived up to the hype, but has had a lot of, a lot to say, a lot of ads, a lot of all that hype that goes with that and hasn't been able to back it up on the field. When he throws passes like that at the death, I know it's against the Bengals, but there is some potential there. Is, is he in the locker room? Is he sort of a, 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 I guess, situation where he's leading the team down the wrong path or is it the other way where the team just hasn't been strong enough to reel him in and get the best out of him because he hasn't played up to that number one pick, let's be honest. Yeah, well, look, certainly in his rookie year, I thought he was outstanding. When he came in and took over the job, he did a really good job in a pretty awful Browns unit and particularly the offensive roster they had around him. The next year where he really struggled, which was last season, the offensive line was about as bad as it gets in the NFL uh, and he just showed no pocket presence. When he was under the pump, he just could not deal. The thing that's changed this year is they spent a bit of capital on protecting him and giving him time to actually have space in the pocket, stand there and sling it a bit. And I thought his second half this week was as impressive as I've seen him since that rookie year. So uh, I think it was like 18, 19 consecutive passes all over 10 yards. And then it was, I think, four touchdowns in the second half. So... Look, I'd be optimistic. I think Rashad Higgins and Peoples-Jones are good enough players to keep that offense afloat when Austin Hooper and Nick Chubb get back. It's amazing to think that the Browns are 4-2 and two and all the hype around them. Well, there's no hype around them. There was more hype when they were losing last year. I don't think they make the playoffs. Chad, I know you'll say that they will, but they're in a tough division and I just don't see them making the playoffs. Dickie, do you? Um... No, not with this. I think the next, as I just mentioned before, the next few weeks are big. Uh, they need to scratch out. They'll get beat this week uh, by the Raiders. <laughs> and then, um, in all seriousness, they'll get beat this week by the Raiders. And then they're going to scratch out a few. The division wins again. Like it was big, as Chad mentioned, the division wins against the Bengals are huge. Um, I need them to win to get my multi up for the season. We're doing all right. We've, we've got a few wins up. But um, the next... 
three weeks are going to be huge for them until Nick Chubb comes back. Copes, do they make the playoffs the Browns? Yeah, I think they do. I, I think their, their schemes, their offense, and certainly the players that have stepped into roles, I think will be adequate enough. Tough division, but I, I also think that they're looking like they've got things sorted offensively and their defense has been passable. So, yeah, I reckon they'll get there. Let's go to another division rival for Chad Townsend's Cleveland Browns. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers, 6-0. and And wasn't it a great game? They got off to a fast start against the Tennessee Titans. Derek Henry, I guess somewhat limited to what we have expected from him or the week before. But, geez, they're looking good, Chad. Like, are these guys Super Bowl contenders? Or is it just that they're just better than everyone thought that they were? Yeah, I think they're better than everyone thought they were. Look, I think, you know, when you look at uh, Ben Roethlisberger, who's definitely made his team better, I don't think he had his best game on the weekend. But guys that have, you know, really stood up, like, um, you know, uh, is it young Chase Claypool, the rookie wide receiver, has really come on over the last few weeks and probably, you know, almost shining ahead of Juju. So um, I feel like, you know, lesser-known guys are really stepping up. Their defense is... It, it rivals the best defense in the league, in my opinion. I've got him in fantasy. I subbed them out this week because they were facing Derrick Henry and the Titans. But, uh, yeah, led by guys like Minka Fitzpatrick, um, TJ Watt, you know, they're impressive. And to be 6-0, and uh, you know, they're, they're really going under the radar at the moment, in my opinion. Did we probably think the Pittsburgh Steelers weren't going to be this good coach because we weren't sure how Ben Roethlisberger was going to play? Yep. I think most people out there, and including us, had them as definitely playoff contenders on the back of their defense. I remember distinctly when we talked about them in their preview that they got there with Dark Hodges and, you know, hopeless quarterbacks last year that literally couldn't hit the side of a barn door. Where is Dark? Is he still alive? Yeah, who knows? But, I mean, they were able to make the playoffs on the back of a defense. uh, Decent run game. But even then, that was without James Conner. So, look, I totally agree. But don't forget um, Deontay Johnson, who's come on as well. So it's the, the tandem of all three of those guys together with Big, Big Ben being healthy uh, and James Conner as well. So, look, I think they're flying at the moment, as we saw on the weekend. So, yeah, it's going to be fun to watch, I reckon, if you're a Steelers fan. Uh, Dickie, the sign of a, a good player is to make the other players around him better, and Ben Roethlisberger's done that. Uh, Chad's mentioned Claypool. Copes just mentioned Johnson. That's all when your leader is standing up and playing to his best. Juju Smith-Schuster has been quiet, but still getting the job done and not really having to get the ball without being uh, a big part of that team. No, but but when he needed to on, on the weekend, he did. He, he stood up and made some good plays. But And we mentioned this guy when we did our coaches rap uh, earlier on in, in our Moving the Chains podcast. Mike Tomlin's like seriously, yeah. seriously good coach and heavily underrated uh, around the NFL. He, We said last year, on the smell of an oily rag, they did some really good things last year. Uh, and to get Ben back, um, Chase Claypool coming in, uh, good defense helps your team out. But this guy is a serious coach. Um, I like the way he goes about his work, and um, he's one of my favorites. I'm pretty sure one of us had Ben Roethlisberger as a comeback player of the year, didn't we? At, uh, on Top Sport, Chad would have done that. Of course, you'd remember Chad. Yeah, uh, everything, everything you do, you remember. Uh, all right, uh, I tell you what, looking good for that at the moment. Uh, let's quickly cover the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I know that they were in my multi at the start of the year to win the division. They absolutely are shit house. Twenty-five to three. Not against a good team, against the Washington football team. Seriously, uh, 50 blokes from the NRL could have gone over there and beaten the Cowboys on the weekend. Uh, what are we thinking now, uh, Chad, with the Cowboys? Do they just surrender the season and try and get 
Trevor Lawrence and move on from Dak? Like, is that going to be the conversation now yeah. for the Dallas uh, side? Or no, or I don't. Want, I, sold on Zach, uh, Dak, sorry. I think they're sold on Dak at the moment, but they're just trending so far downhill and so rapidly. It's so surprising. I, I tipped them last week to bounce back against the football team. Like we all and, did. And I think the, the biggest thing that concerned me and just we spoke about last week on the podcast was the amount of chit chat that's coming out of Dallas at the moment. You know, coaches are saying players aren't doing this. Players are saying coaches aren't doing this. But the thing that stood out for me is that when Andy Dalton got hit late, uh, none of the Cowboys offensive line went over to check on Andy Dalton. And that to me was really worrying signs about the culture at Dallas to be like, what? They're not standing up for their teammates. It's absolutely bizarre. Uh, yeah, we saw that hit mm. from Bostic, I think it was, uh, the, the player from the Washington football team. I think I've got the reasoning why they didn't go over to him. Dickie, was it because they didn't know who Andy Dalton was uh, when he got hit? <laughs> no. <laughs> was it that or because he's got red hair? Let's uh, let's sort this out. Yeah, I'm not sure, but there's some serious... They're lucky it's a COVID year because can you imagine the Cowboys fans sitting in that stadium watching them play? They would <laughs> just be scary. tearing the joint down. They are so lucky that there are no fans. But is it is it? What, are they going to go with um, Dak or are they going to punt Zeke? Is he the? Is he? In, uh, do they use him now? Uh, do they stick with him? Do they go well? Let's just go with this guy, or do we try and get something for for Zeke because uh, it's his team? Um, but he is the last two weeks have not been great for Zeke. Copes with the emergence of CD Lamb, uh, who some of us picked up in the Moving the Chains Invitational and very happy, not with his performance on the weekend, 0.10. Seriously, you get that for just uh, writing your name on the sheet. Um, do they move? Would you move Amari Cooper, Ezekiel Elliott, as Dickie's just mentioned? Like, are we overreacting here or are they just going to try and give it one year with Mike McCarthy when Dak eventually gets back and see if they can get something done? Yeah, two things come to mind here. Just wind back to when Dak was asking for guaranteed money. And when everyone said, oh, no, don't, like, hold him out. We've got Andy Dalton. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Seriously, if you're one of those people, just have a good... Um, that could have been, yeah. That could have been. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there's my dig back after the none for 180 last week, your chat. Um, but anyway, look, I think the answer to me is... It's a great opportunity for them to sit back as a franchise and, and probably be okay with losing. You know, as, as Dickie just mentioned, no fans in the stadium, but also when your quarterback goes down, they've got a lot of offensive line injuries as well. I think it's probably one year where America's team, as they're called, can probably get away with having a losing record and not having everyone fired in the building. So uh, I think you're right, Dickie. It could be Zeke that they trade particularly because of how good Tony Pollard is. Mm. Uh, and then C.D. Lamb is another one that they're on a rookie-scale deal. They can utilise that to their advantage with Michael Gallup, maybe. Copes, uh, what do you think of this? They will not. Dallas Cowboys won't win a, a Super Bowl while Jerry Jones is there because the whole Ezekiel Elliott mess and wanting a big contract and then eventually getting that done, but uh, and then signing Amari Cooper, like $100 million. He's not a $100 million receiver, but then holding out on Dak. Like... He's just too far into this and emotionally invested in some players and maybe not others um, to ever get that Super Bowl ring while he's there in charge of the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, look, I, I don't disagree with you, but he also made some pretty stern statements when Dak did go down the next day and talking about mm. Dak is this franchise. Emotionally, 
uh, we're invested, you know, we're invested in the person that Dak is. And if anyone can come back from this and still be our franchise, it's that man right there. So, look, I, I don't that's disagree a, that's with a, all the That's other a pretty team. close-ended statement, Copes, isn't it, really? Yeah. Do they franchise tag him again next year? I think as soon as he's healthy and he's throwing passes in their precinct, they'll give him an extension. That's just my gut feel. Yeah. There you go. We might throw that up on our app moving the chains as well. Will Dak get franchise tagged or get a new deal as soon as he's healthy? All right, around the league on the weekend, boys, another loss by the Falcons. Seriously, <laughs> way to lose the game, the Falcons. I'm not even going to go into that. The Jets were terrible. Uh, they got beaten by the Bills. Saints held on against the Panthers. I think the Panthers are better than what we thought they were going to be. Teddy Bridgewater lighten it up. Packers bounce back 35-20 over the Texans. Steelers, we covered them. The Buccaneers, 45 points on mm. Dickies Raiders. Yeah. And that made the Raiders look really, really schoolboyish. The Chiefs, they rolled over the Broncos. Chargers, Justin Herbert. I'll tell you what, boys, he's impressive, this kid. 39-29. I know it's only over the Jags, but he made some really big throws. Copes, your 49ers, they're back 33 yeah. points to six. And we'll get to the Patriots in just a second. What about this game, though? I'm going to cover this off after the Patriots. Seahawks, Cardinals, overtime. I want to give Copes as much time as we can on that. And the Rams handled the Bears today. Just quickly on the Patriots, boys, and Cam Newton. Chad, probably the most objective we've seen. Cam Newton, such an out-there guy. Hasn't played great this year without sort of... I mean, the start of the year was great, but he's sort of fallen into a massive hole, got benched on the weekend. I think it was for Stidham. Are they moving on from Cam Newton at the end of this year or are they are they going to hang around? Like, is he going to get any better? What's going on there? Yeah, look, uh, at the end of the year, remains to be seen, but at the moment, they're definitely not moving on from Cam. Look, the thing that I think hurt Cam was when he contracted COVID and he missed that week off before... That I thought he was playing really well. I mean, the, the Patriots were always going to lose a little bit of something with losing the GOAT. But Cam brings something different to their offense. And there's no question in my mind that Cam Newton is a better quarterback than Jared Stidham and Brian Hoyer. You know, and I don't think it was just Cam's fault on the weekend. I thought their whole team was, was very ordinary. And it's the first time in Bill Belichick's coaching career that have lost three in a row. So, you know, um, I've, I've chucked him in my multi later on uh, for top sport to bounce back this week against the Bills. And, um, you know, I'm a big Cam fan. So hopefully, you know, we can. Let's move on to this overtime game uh, yesterday, boys. Dickie, what a game it was. 37-34. Yeah. Russell Wilson, I was watching this game thinking, Russell Wilson MVP. Like, you can cash your tickets in now if you're topsport.com.au. But then this little quarterback, Kyler Murray, absolutely lit him up, got him back into the game somehow, scored a touchdown, and they win in overtime. That's one of the best, most enjoyable games I reckon I've watched in a long, long time. Not necessarily the score, but because both quarterbacks, you could just see him, they were just going head-to-head. They were like, righto, boys, everyone else the other way. One of us is going to win. One of us is going to lose. Yeah, it was the quarterbacks making the plays. Uh, DK Metcalf, his defensive play was extraordinary. <laughs> Amazing. Like, seriously. Come and giving him like 15 metres head start. And he Scotty Saylor and mowed him down easy. Cut half face. I don't know if we can mention uh, the great <laughs> Scott Sattler in the same sentence as DK Metcalf. But it was a sensational chase. Similar yeah. athletes. Yeah, but the, the quarterbacks there, the quarterbacks there playing uh, playing outstanding footy. Tyler Lockett like, just went off. Um, it was a good way to um, to sort of wrap up the wrap up the weekend's footy. Um, but I think yeah, a few of us have had um, Russell Wilson as the MVP. So um, just keep riding him home. 
uh, Copes, you go for this game. I mean, Russell Wilson, outstanding. Tyler Lockett, three touchdowns. But Kyler Murray, you tipped him all preseason. You were worried about the Cardinals winning this division. The San Francisco 49ers have had injuries, but it is a great division right now. Potentially, uh, that's right. You'll have to explain it, Coach, but potentially with the extra playoff team this year, all four teams in this division can make the playoffs. What an amazing performance by Kyler Murray. Yeah, look, you bang on with that reference to the playoff system changing, and I think that is a likely outcome. I think this division is just so hot, right? You know, in all facets, defensively, um, but this game was so good. Uh, I just want to reflect on one little moment in overtime. There's this vision that came up on social media, and if you haven't seen it, I definitely urge you to seek it out. It was Kyler Murray in overtime. I think it was first and 10, and he looked at his left, his first read option, and it was DeAndre Hopkins in man coverage by himself against a guy that he'd just been burning all night. And the vision, as he's about to throw it inside his helmet, you can see him smile. It was like he was just going, hey, Bill O'Brien. Hey, hey, Bill O'Brien. Thank you. And then, (laughs) bang, he just nailed it. So, look, I think that is just a little window into how much he's enjoying his football. Uh, And then getting a win over a red-hot Seahawks team in division, I think this they're going to buy this week. They are going to be flying coming out of that. And I reckon they're going to be a team to watch for sure. And you tipped them at the start of the year. I think they were $9.50 to win this division. Uh, Being a 49ers fan, obviously your heart lies with them. I'd pick the Seahawks to win it. But you said that the Arizona Cardinals, that is way overs for them to win the division. Now that you've seen them seven games in, they've got the bye. Do they go on with the job here, Copes? Uh, Look, I also didn't think the Seahawks would be this good. Um, and, you know, Russ Cook in this March playing MVP-style footy. So, look, I, I think it's certainly overs for the chance that they're going to have. They're going to be in the mix. I, I think they're streets ahead of the 49ers right now. That's okay, boys. That's hurting okay. me. Okay, boys. Yeah, it's, uh, I love Kyler Murray. He's in my team, so I love him. Uh, this is what caught my eye uh, the other day or today on social media, I beg your pardon, and I know it caught Chad's attention as well. Joey Bosa uh, teaching uh, a young fellow from the Jaguars, but here's the backstory to it. So three years ago, Joey Bosa came into the competition in the NFL and Tamba Halley from the uh, Kansas City Chiefs actually stayed behind after a game to help him on some of his rushing moves and give him some techniques and all that kind of stuff. That went viral, but three years later, uh, it's Joey Bosa passing it on to Clavion Chason for the Jaguars defensive rooker, uh, rookie, beg your pardon, and uh, he's passing on the same sort of moves to him after a game. Chad, this is like, these guys are earning millions and millions of dollars. Joey Bosa is at the elite level right now. This is honestly so cool to see. It's so cool to see, Sally. Look, at the end of the day, these guys are elite athletes. They're competitors, but, you know, the fact that they're, uh, able to put that stuff aside and help out guys that are in their own position pool. Like, you know, we hear about, you know, Von Miller who has his pass rush summit at the, you know, in the off season where he, he gets defensive ends together and they come in, they have a bit of a, a training session and, and share tips and tricks on, on how to benefit each other. And at the end of the day, it's great for NFL culture. It's great for, I guess, the standard of play because these guys are helping each other out. I think it's unreal. Oh, I know it's another, I know it's another game, but you see it in the NBA, the pickup games that they play in the summer. Some of the vision from that, where you get guys from different teams coming in, it's a, it's in a bit of a 
an American sport thing. But Chad still asked me for help with his kicking game and said, oh, yeah, I'll give you a bit of help. I'll give you some yeah. of the dregs for the Dragons. Dickie, Dickie, was, Dickie asked me to help with his, driving, with his drive as well <laughs> in his golf yeah. game. So. Uh, Copes, you play in a sport where this is probably a little bit more prevalent. I mean, the, NF, uh, the NRL and AFL, there's probably enough analysts and all that kind of stuff that goes into it. I don't know how much time we sort of get to actually pass on techniques because the coaches would be filthy. But in your game, you often share a beer with the team straight after you play, you go into the opposition sheds. Have you ever been in a situation where you've been able to pass on something or uh, maybe you know give a few little techniques to a young bowler coming through that you've competed against? Yeah, this is one of the great things about cricket. And a lot of people know that, you know, this is part of the culture, but um, certainly in, in my uh, time playing the game, sitting in a New South Wales change room and having Queensland, for example, come over and talk to us and having uh, an Ashley Nofke or an Andy Bickle come in and sit down next to me and talk cricket, um, that's, just, that's the time where you learn the most. And the guys you idolise, the guys that are at the peak of their powers. Um, and then from my point of view, a, a, a time that I can distinctly remember was um, you know, playing against grade, in grade cricket, Sean Abbott, um, who's now a superstar of Australian cricket, uh, opens a bowling, took six for, for New South Wales last week. Um, sitting down after a game where it didn't go so well for him, went really well for our team. Um, talking about the, the times where he could maybe find moments to you know, go upstairs with bouncers or you know, go wider on the crease, things like that. When, I love seeing this. This is what sport is all about because at the end of the day, it's then on that athlete to then... You know, take that on and, and carry that with them to perform well themselves, but also to do that for the next young guy that comes along. That's what sports is all about. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. It was one of the most yeah, exciting things for me to watch is Joey Bosa, who's you know, this star just taking time out after the game just to pass on a few little things. All right, boys, it's now time for studs and duds, the best sound that NFL lovers everywhere. Here we go. Oh, wrong one. <laughs> Here we go. Okay, we have the Top Sport uh, Moving the Chains Invitational and Fantasy, and every week we pick our studs and duds. Chad Townsend, where are you going this week? Yeah, look, this week I'm picking a stud who was in a losing team, but I thought he had his best game in the NFL. That's rookie quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Burrow, 35 or 47 for 406 yards. I really felt like he took, took another step in his progression so far in his rookie season. Four total touchdowns. And my dud this week, we mentioned him earlier. He's on the Cowboys. They stink at the moment. Ezekiel Elliott, 12 carries for 45 yards. Just not nowhere near up to his standard. He had a couple of fumbles last week. He wasn't much better this week. Um, he needs to pick up his game, in my opinion. Yeah, my stud and dud this week, I played uh, fantasy football down under the guru, apparently. Uh, fantasy. <laughs> you always yeah. say that. Next. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I played him, but I needed Colomari to go off. And, uh, you know, listening to Copes all year, I thought Colomari is going to be a steal in this draft. And I got him, and he was fantastic. 37 points, absolute gun. But it was just the way he did it. He didn't seem like he was flustered. When they were down in that game, he still came up uh, and got the job done, especially in overtime. And that smile is, is something that we all love. My, my dud this week, CD Lamb, 0.10. Seriously, uh, what, yeah, not even a reception. One yard and not even reception. Doesn't make sense to me. He's my dad. Dickie, where are you going? Uh, I'm going for a guy that sort of flies under the radar a little bit at Tennessee. Uh, Derek Henry gets a lot of uh, a lot of the accolades there. But AJ Brown, uh, he's been putting together some really good stat lines. Uh, he did again on the weekend. He's a really reliable target for, for Tannehill. 
Um, and, and it's a good, they, they've got a good system rolling there. They, they're winning footy games. Um, so AJ Brown for me. And when, who do I go for? Oh, this guy is so up and down. Kenyon Drake. Um, he's so oh. hot and cold. He's so hot and cold. So my, uh, my dad of the week is Kenyon Drake. Copes? Uh, I'm going to go a bit of a different uh, one here. And it's, he probably had a pretty good fantasy day on the back of it. But mine's Todd Gurley for a dud. And it, was, it lost his team the game by falling over the end zone. I, it was just one of those yes. comical moments where his team would have been so filthy that he scored a touchdown. The opposition <laughs> Detroit were like putting their hands in the air like, yes, give him the touchdown. <laughs> Extraordinary moment, that. But uh, a big mistake from Gurley, so I'll give him the dud of the week. And my stud is... Uh, one of the guys that I just really thought would never kick on this early in this world, he did it against the Chiefs in game one and he's done it ever since and it's Justin Herbert. I've been yeah. so impressed. I think the Chargers are onto a huge win there. Yeah, they certainly are. I, I like the look of Justin Herbert. I remember him in Oregon. He was playing with a real shit-ass squad and uh, still getting numbers there and throwing touchdowns. Uh, all right, we do have our Moving the Chains invitational wrap-up. Uh, I beat team fantasy football down under, two and five for the guru. I know he'll love hearing that. Copes got absolutely owned by Tristan from Top Sport. Just looking after the sponsors, Copes. That's what you're supposed to do. Uh, I'll come back to yours, Chad. Uh, I'll tell you what, big win for Team Aaron Vasani in a tight game too. Six points, 174 to 168 over the Hairy Bandit. Uh, Dan Froster fish it well. I'll tell you what, boys, you look at the league this year and there's one person and one name you can rule through fantasy as not making the playoffs, all right? They are the New York Jets of this playoff league, of this fantasy league, and that is Raider Nation, a.k.a. Dickey. 112, seriously embarrassing. Tyler Lockett. At this stage, Team Salty's about to own him. Uh, And Aussie Audibles, well, they keep rolling. They're the dark horse to win this whole thing. Uh, Team Salty are seriously one and six. How embarrassing. We had to invite him in from England for one and six. Uh, But that uh, next week, uh, huge matchups again next week, boys. Who am I playing next week? Yeah, well, the buy hopefully because you've you've been awful. <laughs> I hope so. I hope you've been is. awful. Uh, all right, boys, let's get into before we get to our uh, Cronulla Beer Co. Fantasy Player of the Week. Let's uh, quickly go through our topsport.com today. You multis for this week. We all had Dallas last week. They shit the bed. Uh, 25-3 Washington football team. I'm going to go first. I've got Josh Allen. Uh, from the Bills and Patrick Mahomes to both score a touchdown this week. That market will be up a little bit later in the week, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, they do it a little bit closer to the game, obviously, because of COVID and all that kind of stuff. Chad, where are you going this week? We need to get some money in this kitty, boys. He's turned himself off. Good. My bad, boys. Um, I'm back. I've tipped the Patriots over the Bills. I'm back on the outsiders. I've tipped the Patriots to bounce back. $2.73, great value there. And the Steelers over the Ravens at $2.60, uh, combined total of $5.33. So some great value there. Dickie? Hang on. Copes, you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going the Bills in that game, actually. I think I think they're flying. Um, $1.47, in my opinion, is good value with how bad the Patriots looked last week. Don't rule out a, a turnaround in form, Chad, but I, I like those odds. Steelers at $2.60, I think ridiculous odds uh, for how well they're playing. Uh, and then I'm going the Titans over the Bengals just to bump it up a little uh, at $1.38. I think they're an absolute lock to win that game. So uh, $5.27 for my three-leg multi. Dickie? Uh, I'm going to go to Falcons and hope the game gets called off at half time because uh, <laughs> I'll be in front. Um <laughs> 
I'll take the Titans. I think they're just a steal uh, this week, as I said, as Cope said, for a bit of value. Again, the Steelers, I'll take them with the plus three and a half, just a little bit of a buffer, but I think Cope's a spot on there. I think 260 is good odds. And the better the week, the Raiders to beat the Browns. That's a moral. So mine is $13.75. There you go. A big one. Make sure you keep an eye on, on Instagram and Twitter for those uh, betting slips. Of course, we are donating all that money to charity. Hopefully soon, boys, we start kicking in a little bit of cash. All right, Copes. Now uh, it's time to get the Cronulla Beer Co. Fantasy Watch this week. And last week, Chad Townsend took it over. And uh, your text in the WhatsApp was to have, uh, I think it was uh, the running back, Boston Scott for the Philadelphia Eagles, who just, look, he was okay. He was okay. Like, you know, he's, he wasn't really getting us, like, you know, wrist so hard. He was, he was okay. He'd get but a spot one, in my team. Don't worry about that. One guy who was very, very good uh, was tipped by Chad Townsend. And Chad, take it away, mate. It was your pick. Who'd you go with last week? Obviously, everyone knows. But give us the stats. How'd he go? Yeah, look, Copes, I know I was filling in. I was big shoes to fill. But I wanted to pick someone who I thought would be on the waivers and someone who's fishing around could potentially pick someone up. And I was like, you know who? I want to go with Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley, I picked him up off the waivers. 11 and 12 receptions for 112 yards and 22.2 fantasy points on my flex. Uh, so he performed this week. So you got big pressure, Copes. Who you got this week? <laughs> Well, hold on, hold on a second, Copes, because this segment's getting so big and Cronulla Beer Co. have come to the party. They've actually tipped in a little bit of money, so they've got an intro. Here we go. It is now time for the Trent Copeland Cronulla Beer Co. Fantasy Player of the Week to watch. Make sure you go to cronullabeerco.com.au to get your beer order in now. Wow, you really nailed that, Sowie. Well done. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Let's get it, baby. You, you hit me on the beat, Copes. you got to wait for the beat to drop, mate. You've We've got the new Craig. You're going to be the next Craig Willis, the voice. Next Craig David. Uh, <laughs> next Matty Nabel of, uh, of the Moving the Chains podcast. Uh, no, I just thought I'd tighten it up a little bit, boys. A little bit of spare time after footy's finished. Uh, Copes, who are we watching this week uh, for our fantasy players? Yeah, uh, fair call on that one, Chad, last week. I, I like that call. He did really well, Cole Beasley. This week, I'm going a bit of a revenge game angle. Uh, he's going to be owned, but he's let a lot of people down for a long period of time. I think he's going to get let loose against his former club this week. It's Le'Veon Bell up against the Jets. I think they're going to let him run, let him make a fool of that organisation. He's going to go, as you said, Sowie, Rissol hard this week. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Le'Veon Bell is the fantasy player to watch, uh, to watch. Thanks to CronullaBeerCo.com.au. Get your pre-orders in. Seriously, you can only pre-order at the moment. I don't know if these beers are real or not. We still haven't got any. Uh, There's going to be an inquiry. There this Friday, inquiry. I'm telling you, this Friday, head down to the pub. You'll go to the Prince, go to Highfield, go to Tarrant Point yeah. Pub, go to Marina Pub, get yourself a schooner. When I make intros like that, I should be drinking the schooners from my house. Uh, there you go. But you can go and have a beer, uh, Cronulla beer. Okay, make sure you go to that. All right, that's all we have time for. Moving the chains. Make sure you go on. Leave your comments about studs, duds, fantasy players to watch if you think you're better than Copes. Uh, plus, if you land a multi on topsport.com.au, please do it responsibly. And if you land one, just tag us in it. We'll give you a mention uh, on the show. That's all the time we have tonight. Make sure you stay safe. Look after yourselves. See you next week.